Well, hello, my friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. Hope you're having a fantastic, blessed day today, as always. And thank you again for your emails and support. I got a lot of emails this week just talking about some different nutrition stuff and have been responding to it and catching up to it. And I, again, thank you for the positive words and also the order comments. I see a lot of those, and they get printed off, and they show up at the bottom of the order with your order comments and a lot of really um, really positive stuff on there as well. So I thank you guys again for that support of healthmasters.com. We couldn't do it without you. You're the ones that sponsor this show by supporting Health Masters. We can keep this information coming to you every single day for a straight hour of updates and news and health research without any commercials or any sponsors or any ads. So again, thank you for that. And if you need anything, healthmasters.com, you voted and it won the vitamin C caps with antioxidants. If you guys know, this is one of our most popular vitamin C formulas uh, in capsule form. We also have the same formula in powder, but the one that's on sale for products of the week is going to be the capsule form one. It has the vitamin C with the bioflavonoids and the quercetin. Really, really great formula on sale today for over 12% off, so be sure to check that out on the front page at healthmasters.com. Also, too, in other news, talking about health, I saw this interesting study that just came out a couple days ago, and it goes into detail discussing how the new lab-grown meat is going to be far worse for the planet than traditional animal slaughter. This is very interesting because if you guys have heard and known for the longest time now, the lab-grown meat market where they essentially culture meat in cells, it's all fake, and they grow essentially in a Petri dish. It's like a cancer tumor, and they want to feed it to the American populace and tell them that it's so healthy and that we're doing all this. The main reason we're doing all this was for climate change, guys. It's science. You know, if you don't want to eat lab-grown cultured meat cells, then you pretty much are a racist, climate-hating grandma killer. It's what they like to imply. And so they've continually pushed this narrative, including Bill Gates, and pumped billions of dollars into this industry now in numerous sectors, including one of the largest ones that is owned by an Israeli company that is now operating in North Carolina. And interestingly enough now, This shocking new study suggests that these lab-grown meat, a.k.a. animal cell-based meat, or ACBM for short, is actually much worse for the environment. And what goes into detail here is that the study study estimates if current techniques were were scaled up to actually supply the market, they could produce up to 25 times more CO2 than rearing and slaughtering animals. The billions of investment dollars specifically been allocated to this lab-grown meat sector with the thesis that this product will be more environmentally friendly than beef, explains the study. It is true that lab-grown meat does get away from the need for land and water. However, researchers have found that the hype around cultured meat is based on the flawless analysis of carbon emissions. The increased level of CO2 are associated with the fossil fuels needed during the purification and essentially detoxifying process of processing these cultured cells. The elimination of endotoxins is crucial when creating this cultured meat as bacteria in the environment release from these toxins. Even a small amount of these toxins in the growing medium can hinder the cells from reproducing. Animal cell culture is traditionally done with growth medium components, which have been refined to reduce endotoxins. The use of these refinement methods contributes significantly to environmental costs associated with both the energy and resource sector. 
They want to say here, assuming the continued use of highly refined growing method continues to go on, researchers estimate that each kilogram of cultured meat will produce up to 3,300 pounds of carbon dioxide emissions. Based on these figures, they calculate the global warming potential of cultured meat is up to 25 times greater than that of retail beef. Now, obviously, if this goes on, and what they're talking about here as well is apparently when they're growing this stuff, it has to use these different types of chemicals to get all the toxins and bacteria out of it because it's so toxic. So here, the author of this this, uh, this article, not the research study, but the author of the, on this website goes, well, the proposed solution is we suggest they start creation of a new cell line that can withstand a higher amount of endotoxins. This would decrease the necessity for energy-intensive purification procedures and ultimately reduce the environmental impact of this lab-grown meat. So they want to allow the cell cultures to basically withstand higher amounts of toxins that don't have to be stripped out of it. So essentially, the peasants can eat more toxins in their meat and continually have horrific side effects from eating this absolute dumpster fire atrocity of a project that they're claiming is supposed to be healthy for the general populace. This, again, is another example of what we've continually seen is you need to do this for the safety of the government or, excuse me, the safety of the world. The government knows what's best for you. You need to eat this. You need to eat that. This is the same concept that goes along with what we're seeing with the electric vehicle nonsense. I told you guys before, all the electric vehicles do is they export the pollution somewhere else. I read you guys the study a couple of weeks ago, how it was discussing that EV vehicle has to drive up to 70,000 miles to even reach the amount of emissions that it produces compared to a Volkswagen because of the amount of fuel, the amount of diesel, the amount of processing, the amount of mining, the amount of earth, sheer earth that has to be moved just to produce enough lithium and other minerals to make one battery, one battery for these cars as far as for one vehicle, one vehicle battery. And it's enormous. And so all it's done now is, is exporting the pollution somewhere else. It's not green. There's nothing healthy about it. It's not sustainable. You've looked and I've, shown you, I've posted photos before of the lithium strip mines and basically also the lithium drying lakes that they have. They're unbelievably toxic. There's nothing that lives in them around them or anything remotely around them. It's the toxic wasteland. The problem with this is after a certain period of time, lithium and these other minerals are going to start becoming very, very, very difficult to mine with any type of cost effectiveness. So there's looking at other options. The thing is they nobody wants to seem to talk about except for Toyota is the hydrogen engines, internal combustion engines that are designed to run off hydrogen or essentially water. That's a topic that's been around. That technology has been around for a long time. Remember the one guy, I forgot his name. He actually developed this and started working on it, and suddenly he brings it out, and they kill him, ironically enough. This is what – whoever killed him, I don't know. He just suddenly dies and gets murdered suddenly after he starts developing this stuff. This is the technology they don't want people to have. They want people to eat their lab-grown meat. The banker boys want everybody to drive their electric vehicles. I had a friend of mine last night came by with his son. Wanted to hang out for a few minutes, and he's got a very, very successful towing company in Central Florida. He handles a lot of my towing stuff for me if we ever have to move vehicles around or there's people that I know that have a roadside assistance. They need a vehicle tow. Great. 
awesome. Bolton's Towing. If you ever need to get a hold of them, one of the best guys in Central Florida, Bolton's Towing over here in Central Florida. Now, one thing about it, he told me yesterday, he said what he's starting to invest in now is one of the large vans that actually is like a generator battery system that he can use to go charge up electric vehicles on the fly on the side of the road instead of having to tow them. He said he's having to tow significant amount of Teslas all around now. And he said the problem with it is when he uses a traditional rollback, he said Tesla and their infinite stupidity, when the battery completely fails, the vehicles will not move. It locks up. There's no way to put the vehicle in neutral. Secondly, the little key card that you use to swipe and open the door is also based on batteries. The door won't open. The car locks you out and won't roll when it runs out of juice. And he goes, so they have to hook up to it. They have to drag it onto a rollback. Then they have to tow it to a charging station, and then they basically have to shimmy it off and shake it off the back of the rollback. And I'm literally shake it off the back and dump it by a charging station. There you go. Here's your bill to tow your piece of garbage to a charging station, and we're off again. He said so he's investing in now's vehicle that they can drive around, and basically it's a, it's a it's got a hypercharger system on it. And of course, the truck's diesel, and a hypercharger charging system on it that can basically get a mile a minute on these cars. So if he comes out there, he can charge it in about 20 to 30 minutes to get them somewhere, hand them a bill, move on his way, go to the next one instead of having to tow them and drag them around everywhere. This is a complete joke when you actually think about this. And this is what they want everybody to be driving 60 to 70% of by the end of this decade. And this is what the best they can come up with. No, it's not the best they can come up with. It's not at all what the best they can come up with. It's what they're giving to the peasants to drive to make everyone think that you're being, you're doing, you know, your good social justice warrior job by driving an EV vehicle because you feel like you're not polluting while all you're doing is exporting the emissions. This is what they've now started doing with this lab-grown meat. You're going to have some of the yuppies out west, especially in California and Colorado. I'm not picking on people out there that are really awake and sharp, but I'm saying there's an industry out there that these people – continually go support the current thing they're told to support. doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter how stupid it is. Some people are so brainwashed and controlled by the mainstream media psychological warfare programming that they will do whatever they're told to do. If it means go eat lab-cultured meat that's full of endotoxins, they will eat it because they're trying to be green and support the climate change agenda. If they're told to go buy an EV vehicle that doesn't make any sense from a longevity standpoint or from a financial standpoint or from a climate standpoint, they'll go buy it because they're told to do it. This is a serious problem that's starting to arise in this country. We're starting to see bigger and bigger sections of the country continually go down this line of essentially this delusional psychosis, so to speak, where they're living in this delusional world and they're simply being fed lies and they buy it as truth every single way. We're seeing this now repeatedly in the school system that has now been escalating further and further and further into a deep, dark hole of depravity. And don't get me wrong, there's some really good teachers out there. I know one of them, Brad, one of our good friends, he's an incredibly good teacher, actually tries to make his kids think. There's a lot of these parents, a lot of these teachers that are hardcore communists that have gotten in the school system now for the sole purpose, and I say this sincerely because I know it for a fact, the sole purpose to brainwash young children into communist and perversion indoctrination. Perfect example, there's an incident that's now happened in Hernando County, Florida. This is down here in Florida where kids in basically a fifth grade class were shown multiple scenes out of one of the new Disney films that shows homosexual relationships. And I'm not even going to talk about the movie. I've already talked about it before in the past. It's a cartoon, 
but she showed this to her fifth grade class. And a parent, Shannon Rodriguez, absolutely pitched a fit and multiple other parents pitched a fit in protesting the fifth grade teacher, Jenna Barbie's decision during a local school board meeting. She said it's not the teacher's job to impose their beliefs upon a child, religious, sexual orientation, gender ideology, or any of the above. But allowing such movies like this, they assist the teachers in opening a door. They assist teachers in opening a door for conversations that have no place in our classrooms. Now, Barbie, the fifth grade teacher, begged to differ. She, oh, get this, she made it on CNN. Oh, yeah, she made it on CNN this morning two days ago and argued that fifth grade teachers have the ability to do anything they want and expose anything they want to young children. This is what she said. This is how communistic this lady is, and she reflects a lot of other teachers in the school system. She goes, yes, what this what this parent is missing and what all these parents are missing is they're not in the school system. It just shows me how ignorant they are. These conversations, these doors, they're open. The amount of things that these children can see and what they have done, and basically she said these doors she's talking about, they're telling you I'm stripping her rights as a parent, and I quote this. Those rights are gone when your child is in the public school system because there are students talking about these things. It's where they get 90% of their socialization for the day, and we can't shut down every conversation every child has. So your Rights are gone when your child is in the public school system. Wow. You want to talk about communists here. So what she's saying is she's saying that because your children in the school system may be exposed to other conversations with other kids, it's her right to be able to talk about anything she wants, expose them to any topic she wants because, well, they're already exposed to with other kids in the school system. That's what she's saying here. Now, granted, I think a lot of these school systems have gone completely and totally corrupt, as I talked to you guys about before, that one incident that occurred with the first grade class with that boy trying to basically perform and make that girl perform that act on him in first grade class when the teacher was gone. This shows you the level of depravity that's starting to ensue the younger generation in the school system. But I can tell you, a lot of it, huge percentage of it is coming from schools. They're allowing it, they're encouraging it, they're supporting it, and they're intentionally going in and showing these kids films and clips of certain films in order to plant seeds. When you can plant an idea in a young child's head, just a small one, just a small little idea of a seed, tiny as it may be, and then you continually water it with comments, you continually water it with propaganda, you continually water it with stuff that you put in the curriculum, you will make that seed grow and it will continue to grow as long as you continue to water it, which what these children are having done to them by these teachers. And eventually you start having these kids now that we have clearly seen. They don't know what in the world's going on by the time they're teenagers. And then by the time they're 11, 12, 13 years old, what's the next topic they're pushing out? You guys already know. Oh, are you trans now? Do you want That's to get right. puberty blockers? Do you want to go on testosterone as a 14-year-old girl? Do you want to start getting prepped to have your genitalia cut off at 17, 18 years old? That's the next step they do, and it starts with a single seed that gets watered by a communist pervert. So again, I say this very sincerely. Be very, very cautious what your children are exposed to at your home. Be very cautious what school they're in and understand the curriculums and the teachers. There's nothing wrong with going and meeting all of the teachers that your children has in school. There's nothing wrong. It's actually highly encouraged that you get active 
in your school you're in if you know that you need to be active in it. I encourage all of you to do that. And if you don't want to do that, then get involved in a homeschool co-op or start your own school. Do something because remember, if you sit around and go along with something and you're not changing it and you're not trying to stop it, you're essentially encouraging it and you're allowing it to go on and you're allowing it to happen to your kids if you're not actively doing something about it. So I encourage you. Make sure you stay active in your kids' lives, especially at these young ages right now where they're coming after the mat. What do you think, Dad? It's the state of brainwave state. We've talked about it, you know, yep. literally hundreds of times in the past, you know, eight, nine years on the air, two thousand episodes. I mean, you got a child who's in a state of brainwave state, they're four to eight years of age, they don't have any shutoff valve. Uh, whatever you tell them they believe. So if you tell them how great they are, they're gonna believe they're great. You tell them how sorry they are and they're a horrible child or they're a horrible person, they'll believe that too. If you tell them they're Batman or you know or Iron Man or whatever, they'll believe that too. They don't care. There's no there's no safety switch for these children. It's an open computer system that basically is a biological computer. It's called the brain, and it takes in all the information. And the reticulator activator at that age can't filter the information. And so what ends up happening is they believe the lie, and that gets engrooved into their brain, in which they continue to believe everything they hear about that particular topic to the point that if they're 20 or 30 or 40 years old and you try to change their mind about what is right and what is wrong. If they were taught that was right to start with, they can't be changed, you know, unless they have a direct intervention of the Holy Spirit. Then it can be ha- then it can happen. The true born again experience, you know, in which you accept Christ and you change your life and you change everything about what you're doing if you're in a bad place and you realize that there's certain things in your past that you can't change, certain things in your future you need to strive for and realize that God will do all things through Christ and that we can do all things. And so it's one of those things that when you stop and you look at it and you see it, you think what they're doing to the kids, unless you actually take it and, and see it and understand what they're doing. It's not going to make any sense to you. It really isn't because the propaganda that was done through the Tavistock Institute, that was done through Sigmund Freud and Bernays and all the rest of these Kabbalists from you know over 100 years ago, they have permeated our culture and they control the news media. And they let you have a certain amount of news, which is going to cause conflict, and they're going to give you a certain amount of news because of their white or lesser magic because they have to tell you the truth and you have to accept it or reject it. That's what they're going to do. It's like I've used this analogy before. If somebody brings you a basket full of pit vipers to the front door, you know, box that says poisonous snakes to open with caution, you know, you hear rattles inside and all the other stuff you do. And it says contains water moccasins, contains, you know, you know, you know, cotton moth water moccasins, contains rattlesnakes, contains every known poisonous pit viper. You know, you can either do one of two things. You can say, I'm not signing for it. Don't leave it here. Walk away. Take your snakes with you or you can accept it. And that's what they have to do because of the lesser white magic because they believe that if you go to the other side of the veil and you were not warned about what was going to happen, that karma comes back on them. That's the word they use is karma. The Bible calls it the law of reaping, sowing and reaping. It's all based on you know what you do and what you accept. And so what I would do if I had a you – know, I really loathe pit vipers. I've killed so many of them. I would just take that box and I wouldn't even look at it. I would just say I refuse this, send it back to the sender. I'm not, I'm not signing for it. They would take the box. If they were not going to take the box back and they left it at my front door, I would throw it at a giant fire and get rid of it. I would not open it. I would not see what type of pit vipers they had. I, I, don't, I loathe poisonous snakes. I've told you the stories of these things before and how many I've killed. And so it's important that we understand that. And then let's go back to what Austin was talking about with the, with the, um, with the batteries and the electric vehicles and, you know, and Bolton Towing Service and all the rest of this stuff. I knew this was going to happen because people are going to not be able to get to a charging station. People are going to run out of you know, gas. They're going to, the car is going to stop on the side of the road. And now the, the, the question then becomes this. Why didn't Tesla put a disengaged system on the drivetrain that before it went completely dead, that it ended up basically allowed itself to go into neutral? 
You can apply a manual brake because once the batteries go dead, this thing's stuck on the side of the road. Now you've got to drag it in or put it on a dolly onto a tow truck, or you have to do like Bolton's doing now, invest in a giant charging system to haul these cars away or to recharge them so they can get to a charging station. What a disaster. And again, this is not about freedom for us. They pollute more than a regular car does. I mean, when Volkswagen was fined $20 billion because the car wasn't warming up properly with its emissions controls, so supposedly, I don't even believe that beyond between you and me, and, you know, and the largest fine ever imposed on a manufacturer, everybody decided to get rid of their diesels. The Mercedes dumped their diesels in their passenger vehicles. You know, BMW dumped their diesels. Everybody's dumping diesels. Diesels were getting 60 to 80 to 90 miles per gallon, depending on the, upon the cubic inch displacement of the vehicles. They were insanely efficient, and they were burning super clean. But they couldn't have that type of technology out there to compete against electric cars because no one would buy an electric car if they could buy diesels that were getting 80 to 90 miles per gallon. So, And again, the guy who also was shot in that grocery store who was working on the hybrid technology using hydrogen, you know, he, remember, he was the one who was shot in that grocery store up in the northeast. I mean, all you think, well, that, you think that was a coincidence? No, it was never a coincidence. They've got to do a cover story. There's a really good movie that came out a few years ago with Tom Cruise. I think it was uh, he, he was Jack Ryan or whatever it was, and it, you know, and it, it came out under the Obama administration. It got a lot of blowback because it had you know a sniper killing people, but they killed like five people in this movie to cover up the death of one person they wanted dead because they wanted to make sure that one person would never be figured out who they were and why they were killed because it was going to be a random shooting just happened to kill this person. That's exactly what they do all of the time. They cause all of this obfuscation by doing all of this other stuff at once. You got a Ukraine war. But we're hearing all the stuff about the Ukraine war or the atrocities that are happening in the Ukraine war and that, you know, the Ukrainians are being slaughtered and the Russians are winning. And then we hear just the opposite. Well, what's the truth? I don't know. I mean, I I'm not there. So I'm not going to tell you that one of it's true and one of it's not true because of green screens. They could take all the shelling of the Donbass region for the past eight, ten years, and they could basically bake that into a current movie and make it all look like it's happening right now. All I know is a giant weapons trafficking system going on over there. You know, I know Tucker Carlson got fired from Fox. I got that. They said it was over the, the election machines, and now he's working with Musk, and he came out with a really good video that I posted this morning, and it's about 30 minutes long. And he goes into about 99% truth-telling, and he starts talking about all of it. I mean all of it, about the drug companies, about Big Pharma, about the advertising, about being banned. And I was talking to a friend of mine just the other day, and I told her, I said, I used to do a lot of talk shows. I used to do up to 40 talk shows a week as a guest before Clinton deregulated the industry and allowed one, chan one thing like Clear Channel to come in and buy like every major talk show in the city. And, and what happened is they were having all of these drug advertisers becoming more and more and more prominent on these shows, and suddenly any alternative health guy was blackballed. And there were like 10,000 stations, and everybody needed fresh programming every single day. But when they consolidate that, they have four or five major owners, kind of like BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, of all these industry shows. They can, they can then basically censor the news and not let other people out there and other people's thoughts come out. You know, the government is now, you know, arresting people because they're saying things. You know, there was a, there was a, there was a black group of that. It's just got a whole bunch of its leaders arrested and put in jail because they disagreed with Biden. They posted a bunch of articles, and now they're being basically, you know, like this January 6th people being arrested. They're being arrested now because of, you know, basically trying to incite civil disobedience. What happened to the First Amendment? You know, and so all of this stuff, and that's why Donald Trump should have, should have pardoned everybody. And so all of this stuff that Austin talked about is absolutely right. You know, I mean, last year. I took the grandkids, Sharon and I did, about a year and a half ago. We took them over to Silver Springs, and we basically went on the glass-bottom you know, boat trip. And I, last time I'd been there was many, many years ago, decades ago, and there were literally thousands of fish under the boat. I mean, it was so funny because you could hardly see the bottom because there were so many fish you know, swimming under the boat. 
last time we went, there were like no fish. There may be a few dozen fish. And I asked the guy who'd been working there for like 40 years. I said, what happened to all the fish? He says, well, they've all died. They're not here anymore. And what they're doing is the estuaries downstream because they can't, they can't lay eggs in a heavy current. They basically have all these yards that have been put in atrazine and azulox and basogram and ground up into the yards. And, and these, are all, these are all chemical toxins that are basically fertility toxins that have loaded with estrogen. And they've changed the fish and they can't reproduce. And the fish are gone. I, I spoke to a friend this morning. And they went down to the Keys to go, go snorkeling, and they went to Camp John Camp Penny Camp. Now, I was there, oh gosh, 50 years ago, almost 50 years ago, and I remember doing a wreck dive off of Palm Beach. And I remember having to swim through fish that were so thick that you had to push out with your hands in front of you to move the whole school of fish. Couldn't see anything. And, I mean, it was insane. There were literally hundreds of thousands, not millions of fish around this wreck. The last time I went and did the same rec dive, there were no fish, zero. I mean, not a single fish, none. And we've got my, my attorney, John Parvin, great attorney, if you need a really good real estate attorney in Central Florida. He, and when we do that, when we promote people like Bolton or Parvin, we're not getting paid for that. These people are friends of ours, and we trust them. And, and what was funny with, with, uh, with, uh, with John, he, he, sat, he finally told me, he says, well, you're not going to see any fish. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you're not seeing them. He says, bring some frozen vegetables with you, get some organic ones, and just go sit on the bottom and start feeding fish, and they will all show up. And he did. And Austin and I are swimming around. We're trying to find fish. We come back, and here's John surrounded by all these fish feeding them. And I thought to myself, who's the smart one here? And John's you know, like a master diver. He's been you know, literally on hundreds, if not thousands of dives. And, and the crazy part about it is he was right. The fish have to come to you now. You can't find them anymore. It's, so, it's just like the water's dead. And, and, it's, and it's weird when you see that, that, when it was once so abundant. Now, why is that happening? Well, it's simple. It's the chemicals and the processing and the core eggs that they dumped into the Gulf of Mexico and all the rest of it. You know, our reefs are an unbelievable mess. Now they're using the lab-grown meat that, that, that Austin talked to you about. And, and, and here's the thing. This, these fallen angels that run the planet, this is, let's go back to the fallen angel, angel wars. The fallen angels that run the planet, they want to turn the entire planet into a dumpster fire. They don't want to, you know, to use Austin's term, they, they, don't, they don't want to have a beautiful earth because they hate what the earth represents that God created for Adam and Eve. They hate it. And they would just assume dumpster fire it. That's why we're having literally thousands and thousands of species you know, going extinct on an ongoing basis on this planet. They don't want to have the ecological diversity. They don't care about you, know, you, be, you breathing you know, chemtrails and you breathing junk and, you know, and aluminum and barium from the, from the air because they're spraying you like a bunch of rats, bugs. Uh, they don't care. I mean I, I tested the water twice. I told you that. You look at it. The lab tests are on my website. And rainwater that we had on the dock six months apart, I had them both tested. They were both so high in aluminum barium, they weren't safe to drink. This is, this is rainwater. It's supposed to be distilled water with nothing in it. Barium and aluminum, so high. And then, of course, we've had all the citrus greening here and all the orange trees have died. And the, our place has turned into the, the central Florida has turned into like a wasteland with dead orange trees because they've poisoned it all. Because remember, they hate God. They hate God's creation. They hate you too, by the way. Just thought I'd mention that. I've told you that before because they want to be you because you've got a soul, and they know that God created you in his image. They want to destroy that now with mRNA vaccines, and I keep telling my friends, I'm so glad you're not vaccinated. I'm so glad you're not vaccinated. They look at me kind of funny like, you know, what's the big deal? And I'm like, it's really important that you're not vaccinated because they're trying to change the human genome again like they did in Genesis chapter 6. It's the same old stuff recycled over and over and over again with this, with this, this Luciferian clown stuff. And, but we have to understand that we're not of this world. We were set apart, and we're just passing through. And the only thing that's going to matter to us on this planet right now is what we do for Christ. 
and what we do for our families, what we do to try to help people to see the truth and understand the truth. And part of the truth is explain to them what's happening with this group of people that are running the planet and these, and these entities that possess these people. And, and we also need to look at one other thing, too. And I'm going to say this, and I sent this out the other day, and I posted some articles about this. Tucker Carlson, there's a third rail of politics in the United States. It's called Israel. Nobody talks about it in the mainstream. Tucker Carlson's not talking about it right now. Not talking about it. You know, he's not talking about it because you can't touch that rail because that's the rail that has the electricity running through it. You'll electrocute yourself from a from a you'll be you'll be shadow banned and basically blocked by every every search engine out there if you touch that rail. Because Israel, you know, with what happened with the USS Liberty and the intentional shelling of that ship with five thousand rounds trying to sink it. And then sending a commando raid on top of everything else at the very end. You need to watch the videos. The videos, and I posted again online, sacrificing liberty. Watch it. That was in '67. They tried to start World War III with that, with us going into, into, into going in, you know, going into Egypt. All of this stuff is very, very, very real, because the Kabbalist Luciferian synagogue of Satan network needs that third temple to bring out the Antichrist. That's why they took over Israel, took over Palestine back in the you know, 40s and 50s. We've got to understand who they are and what they believe. They control the money supply. This is the synagogue of Satan, and they're headquartered you know, out of Switzerland and out of, out of Israel, period. That's it, just the bottom line. And, and that's why Israel is a non-extradition country. Switzerland is pretty much a non-extradition country with the banking sector there. All of this stuff is the, the linchpin. I mean, I told you I had lunch with Benjamin Netanyahu. There were about a dozen of us at lunch that day. Back in the 90s, and he told me that all of the main switching and all the main computer terminals and everything went back through Tel Aviv and that they controlled everything with back doors. That's from his mouth to my ears. I mean I'm not making this up. I heard it from his own mouth. So until we get on this third rail of politics and we tell the truth, you watch all of these websites, these alt-media websites. They put a lot of this fear porn out. I mean, all the stuff about Ukraine, all the stuff about Russia, all about Russia's advanced weapons, all of this stuff, all about earthquakes taking over the planet, you know, tidal waves taking over the planet, planet being killed by, you know, meteorites, blah, 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 fear porn, fear porn, fear porn. They never post a single news story about Israel or the USS Liberty, or they don't never talk about the third rail of politics. They don't talk about the Kabbalah Luciferian network that's running the planet and has infiltrated the Christian churches and the Catholic churches. They don't talk about any of that stuff, ever, never. They don't talk about all of the homosexuality that's gone into the Christian churches and into the Catholic churches and all the other stuff from this Kabbalah network. They don't talk about any of that stuff because they're only giving you partial truth because I had one of them tell me, you know, you touch Israel. I asked him this, why he didn't post articles. He says, you touch Israel, you get into a giant war. With a fight, you know, online. He says it's best just leave them alone and not say anything about it. So we can't tell you that Tel Aviv is the number one homosexual destination of the world, the most friendly gay city. They're pretty much sex with everything is legal there. That, you know, full term abortion all the way to nine months and the partial birth abortion during birth is all legal there. We can't tell you any of that because we have to support them no matter what. And again, they brought us a Schofield reference Bible. They brought us Samuel Untermeyer. Who's a hardcore Zionist, which is a political party, by the way, promoting Israel. Just you know, they're they're trying to come in now and basically have Israel take over the Middle East, which is they're doing a very good job of that, by the way. And they keep threatening us with Israel attacking Iran or Iran attacking Israel, and you know what's going on with Syria and on and on and on, all of this stuff. And but we have to support all of that stuff because you know, Israel is the land of the Antichrist. It's going to come out of the Third Temple and basically declare himself God, and it's going to be Satan incarnate on this planet. And and then this is what they don't want you to talk about. In a Christian environment or a Christian church, they don't want you. To, they don't want you to know right now that the United States, right now, is unbelievably leading the world in depression. The depression is through the roof in this country right now. 
because the energy field around the planet has gotten so negative right now. And people don't know what to do because their hearts and minds have been blinded by the evil ones to basically believe and not see to believe the lies and not see the truth. So when all they see is negative, 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 I had I had a phone call this morning from a gentleman that I've known for many, many years. His son is suffering from severe depression. He's 38 years old and he's suicidal. And he says he doesn't know what to do. You know, they got him on the benzodiazepines, which they by themselves cause depression and, you know, withdrawal from those can cause depression. I had another one of my friends who was a pastor years ago who committed suicide on that. So they don't talk about the fact that all these things are happening everywhere else because of pharmacia, which is the Bible talks about that too, as far as the drugs being used to subdue the masses. They don't talk to you about all the stuff that's going on with soy. You know, soy protein. I had a friend of mine yesterday, and her name is Veronica, and she was asking me about soy. She was actually eating soy for a meal. And I was talking to her, and she said, uh, basically, I'm going to always eat this. I love it. I said, it's really unhealthy. And she says, well, I'm going to eat anyhow. I said, I, you know, I don't, I don't – basically, she paraphrased everything. You know, she just disagreed with me. I said, okay, you can just go ahead and read the articles and, and make a decision on yourself. So I sent her some articles on soy, and this, today she gave, sent me a text. She goes, I'll never touch it again. And see, this is the key, isn't it? Isn't this the key is that we have to understand that we have to be coachable and teachable? You know, I don't try to argue with people anymore. I quit doing that a long time ago. I learned that in the clinic. You know, it's easier to get a person to convert to Christianity than it is to get to change the diet if, if you're not if you if you try to push it too hard. But if the person's coachable and they're teachable, they can learn. They start thinking about what you're saying to them, and when they do that, they start doing their own research. And when they do their own research, they start finding out things that are are bad for them that they're putting into their bodies they shouldn't do. Let me give you an example. This is an article here, and it basically it's, it's by PaleoLeap.com, and it says. If you follow the government and food industry, it tells you like a broken record that you probably still believe that soy has some health benefits, and it's a good idea to consume at least some. After all, what could be bad about the innocent soy milk or tasteless tofu? Everything is wrong about it. We've been fed a bunch of lies. You have to consider the fact that all that you think you know about soy is a result of careful marketing over the years and years that works so well that everybody is now convinced that it's a superfood that could feed the world and save the environment. If your head over to your local health food store, you'll find that almost every packaged product is soy-based. Most of the products there are grain-based, which renders those stores a place where vegetarians go to ruin their health, but that's a whole different story. Of course, the main reason why you should avoid soy are the same reasons why you should stay away from the other grains and legumes. Lectins will mess up with your leptin sensitivity, the hunger and energy expenditure signals, making your brain think it's hungry even when your body has more than enough calories. Leptin resistance could lead to insulin resistance, which could also lead to a host of problems, also known as metabolic syndrome, also syndrome X. Levels of phytates in the soy are also very high, and phytates bind to minerals like zinc and calcium and iron and magnesium and make them unavailable for you. You might already know these properties of grains and legumes, but here are the facts that make soy a particularly bad source of calories, although let's debunk a common myth. Asians and soy consumption. You know, the Asians consume large quantities of soy regularly, right? Well, that's wrong. That's what the industry wants you to believe because it's a common fact that Asians generally live longer and healthier than Americans. The industry only wants to point out the consumption of soy. If you ask an Asian family, chances you don't really realize what they eat, they don't eat very much soy. This is another idea that was planted into the general consciousness that we take for a fact without questioning its origin. Asians traditionally eat small amounts of soy, and most of it is fermented in form like NATO or miso or tempa. When you properly ferment beans and grains, they usually lose a lot of their lectin and phylate contents. When they don't have when they're not fermented, when when they don't have a fermented form of soy, they usually have it with fish broth and soups, which is very high in minerals and somewhat counteracts the effects of soy. So it's a it's a lie. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to post this article for you about soy and make you realize and make you understand how unbelievably toxic it is. Men improper balance of testosterone and to estrogen in men can lead to a lower libido. 
fat accumulation around the waist or a loss of energy, stamina, and virility, and even man boobs, which is gynomastia. Women having abnormally high levels of estrogen doesn't mean you'll be more of a woman. It could disrupt your periods, fertility, put you at the risk for breast cancer, and fibroid tumor formation. And what we feed our newborn child is always the first concern, of course. And nowadays, however, when some formula preparations contain large amounts of soy, the baby needs to have his hormones in proper ratio to develop normally, and a baby boy needs a lot of testosterone to form sexual traits. Too much estrogen from soy at this stage can cause a failure to thrive, underdeveloped testicles, and problems when puberty comes in, like gynomastia, which is you know breasts again in the boy, lack of facial hair, and emasculation. All of this stuff, and soy is destroying the planet. So all of this stuff is the truth about soy. But I had to dig through the, 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 the plethora, the thousands of articles yesterday that came up saying that soy was good for you. Soy is not good for you. That's why I won't sell soy protein or soy-based products. I won't do it in my office. Years ago, I had a lady working for me. Her name was Donna. And, you know, nice lady. Worked for me for many years. And I remember one time, you know, I told her, I, I finally walked in back in the 90s. And I looked at her and I said, I'd done all this research on soy. This is over 20 years ago. And I knew it was kind of an iffy thing to start with. And finally, I'd done more research, and I had written that article, The Soy Turn Little Boys and the Little Girls. And I told Don, I said, I've done too much research. I said, pull it off the shelf, send it back to the suppliers. I want a refund on all of it. And she goes, we sell a lot of it. I said, doesn't matter. I'm not selling it. If I won't eat it, I'm not going to sell it. It's toxic. It's poisonous. It's unbelievably bad. And, and the next thing I want to talk about, so we're doing a little bit of health here today, is this whole thing with, 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 with calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is used in coconut water. Calcium carbonate is used in almond milk. Calcium carbonate is used as, as a whitening agent in almost every plant-based drink that you get that they put in the refrigerator that has to be refrigerated. Calcium carbonate is rock. It's rock. And it, it's, it's, it's a metallic mineral. It can't be absorbed by the human body. They use it to color stuff, especially almond milk and other types of coffee flavors. And calcium carbonate, if you look for it on the label, it will be in almost every one of those products with the primary ingredients. It builds up in the soft tissues. It builds up in the joints. The body can't metabolize. It builds up in the arteries. It causes hardening of the arteries. It causes bone spurs in the joints, which can give you crippling arthritis and, and, and joint issues. That is mitigated by magnesium. But you don't need calcium carbonate. There is no positive, there is no positive application of calcium carbonate. And so what you have to do, you have to have magnesium in high enough concentrations. It's antagonistic to the calcium, and it doesn't build up inside of the arteries. I take a tablespoon, which is a lot, of the magnesium theonate, which is our magnesium brain food, every single day in a glass of water with a little bit of ice. It tastes great. I mix it with the total rest, which is like it helps to fight cortisol, and that helps to prevent the calcium from building up in your arteries. That's one of the reasons that my brain still works as well as it does. That's one of the reasons that my joints are still as good a shape as they are. But joint spurs and bone spurs build up in you as you get older, period, if you ingest large amounts of rock. And I've done this with you guys. I've taken you to my distiller. I've made a video of it. I've opened up the distiller, and I bring the rock out, the calcium carbonate. I'll show you how sharp it is. Doctors have actually cut their latex gloves from the calcium inside of the arteries, from hardening of the arteries, from people drinking mineralized water, and people basically drinking soy milk and all the other things that have been laced with calcium carbonate and, you know, and, all, the, you know, and all the mineral drinks that you drink. And people use pH-balanced water. They have like an 8.9 or 9.0-balanced water. You know, I'm not going to mention any names. That's bad. Why is that? Because they use some type of buffering agent like calcium, like rock. They put it in the water to make the pH higher. Distilled water is the absolute best you can get. That's what we sell to distillers, and we sold them for many, 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 many years. I'm going to read you this. 
Let's talk about the water for a second. Fluoridation is a mass drug medication. Fluoride impairs the, meta- the metabolism of fats and carbohydrates and proteins. Fluoride also affects the genes in the second and third generation. Fluoride depresses the immune system. Fluoride interferes with the metabolism of calcium, which is probably not a bad thing how bad calcium is. Fluoride is also concentrated in processed, canned, bottled, and dried foods and can cause grave health problems. 30% of Americans drink water that violates federal health standards. That's just fluoride. That's just one of them. You know, kids exposed to a high level of fluoride have lower IQs. You know, the 11 associations have stopped endorsing water fluoridation over 20 years ago. American Heart Association, American Academy of Allergy, American Cancer Size, Chronic Fatigue Syndrome Action Network. The grim story about fluoridation is 1939. I'll post this for you. You can read. I'm not going to read all this. It's going to take too long. But the whole thing is it's bad. And then you got to look at what happens with the, with, with, the, with, the, with the calcium carbonate. Calcium carbonate is put into the food supply because it's going to destroy you. It's going to turn you to rock. It's going to turn you to stone. It's what it's going to do. It's going to make you have all kinds of health problems and bone spur problems. Don't ingest calcium carbonate. Don't drink coconut water or almond milk if it contains calcium carbonate, which would be one of the primary ingredients to make it white. You don't need metallic ions in your body. You don't need rock. You can't eat rock. They just found a way to keep it in solution so it doesn't settle to the bottom like a big rock. And when you look at my distiller and you watch the video that I did on it, it's posted on the website. You could see what's inside of my distillation system. That's rock. And had I drunk that water with that, that water, that, with that rock in it, it would have caused me to have hardening of the arteries. Because if I've got two or three pounds of calcium inside of that distiller and I would have drunk it, my body couldn't get rid of it, what do you think is going to happen to it? It's going to go to my soft tissues. It's going to go to my arteries. It's going to go into my joints. So don't be drinking water like that. Don't be drinking stuff that contains any calcium carbonate. So those are the two big keys here. Don't drink calcium carbonate and don't drink or eat any soy products. It's a lie. They're both lies. And once you understand that, I've told people before, and Austin knows this too, if you're going to do anything, anything as far as changing your diet, stop drinking water that contains fluoride and chlorine and chemicals. That's the number one thing because your body, if you don't use a filter, you don't use a distiller, you're going to be that filter, and it's going to stick inside of you. And that's why calcium carbonate causes hardening of the arteries and heart disease, period. It causes senile dementia because it blocks the arteries from thinking properly. It causes debilitating arthritic conditions. Stay away from all of that stuff. So I guess I want to do a little health broadcast this morning with you guys. I love you guys. I really do. I had the opportunity to pray for you again, and you guys are amazing. I'm just so blessed to be part of your lives and be able to bring you information like this. And remember, this Saturday we're going to be at the AME Church in Date City. Steve sent out an email on it last night, but I need you to do me a favor. I need you to call Steve. The seating on this is very, very limited. I need to, You need to let me know if you're coming to make sure we have enough seats. Also, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? Yeah, you're spot on. I mean, RSVP is important. That way we have a good head count. We know exactly. Make sure we have open seating for everyone who wants to be there and is going to be there so nobody's left out. And to add on to that, what you were talking about as well, another thing that really, really, and I say this all the time, you really have to address this with children's diet, is you've got to cut out the processed cereals. The really, really normal store-bought cereals are absolutely horrific for these kids. Not only are they loaded with massive amounts of calcium carbonate, <laughs> which you looked at right on the ingredients, they said, oh, added calcium, added iron. Dude, these are not the forms of calcium and iron that you want to be putting in your child's body. They're loaded with high fructose corn syrup. Almost all of them have different types of food coloring. They also have BHT and multiple different types of uh, stabilizers and processing agents and chemicals to continue to keep it so it can sit on the shelf for years on end. 
And the reason why they direct this towards children is because they know it causes behavioral problems. When you start having corn-based you know, and wheat-based cereal that's loaded with high-fructose corn syrup and loaded with basically GMO corn and loaded with artificial colors, you are literally taking one of the most effective compounds and all of them known to man and combining them together to create one of the most effective foods to cause issues with behavioral problems and learning disabilities in children. I mean that sincerely. I have personally watched just the change of pulling kids off processed cereal in the morning. Just that alone has had enormous amounts of change in children's behavior and their focus and their mood and their attitudes and their learning and their ADHD that they constantly get diagnosed with with school now. Newsflash. When you fill up with massive amounts of processed food and high fructose corn syrup and food coloring that have all been linked to ADHD, it kind of makes sense why maybe you should take them off those food compounds if you know they're going to cause a problem. That's the reason why they want to feed them. All the foods, majority of the ones you see, we constantly see the you know cookie crisp or cinnamon toast crunch or Fruit Loops. They always have the eye contact looking down on the boxes. If you're looking, you look it up online. They always have the eye contact looking down. They're always looking down at the kids. Why? Well, if I'm walking down the cereal aisle, which I don't normally ever do, if I'm walking around, you know, I'm six foot, standing there, I'm not really looking at cereal aisles. I'm not focused on the cereal. Well, where are the kids at, though? Ah, kids are a couple feet off the ground. They're looking up. The pretty colors, the Fruit Loops, all these cool colors, all these, this bird, this, this rabbit, all this stupid stuff they do for marketing. So children get addicted to the idea that, hey, this is the fun food. Oh, this is the cool food. Look at all the colors. Look at all the stuff. The hydrogenated vegetable oil, the Red 40, all these stuff that's highly inflammatory, extremely bad for their immune system, and massively bad for their development is all designed in this food that they eat and is promoted every single day. So why would you give it to them? The answer is you shouldn't. But most people have been trained on that because the children want it. They walk through the aisle and they go, oh, I want that cereal. The answer is no, we're not getting that cereal. If we're going to get something, you can at least get some organic cereal that's non-GMO that doesn't have a bunch of sugar. And if you're going to eat cereal, the best thing every single morning, I've repeatedly told people, is eggs and oatmeal. Sometimes it can take a little bit longer to cook. I get that. I completely understand that when it comes to kids. You give them one or two organic whole eggs with a nice little bowl of organic oatmeal, even if you sweeten it with some of the uh, like coconut sugar like we have or the stevia or the monk fruit. Dude, that's one of the best breakfasts for a child. You give them a good amount of organic oatmeal, gives them some carbs. You give them the eggs. they got omega-3 fats in it. If you really want to stack it, throw some slices of avocado on it. And I know people go, oh, Austin, I don't have time to make the breakfast for the kids. I don't have time to do this all in the morning. Guess what? Get up 15 minutes earlier. Newsflash, period. I, I, I get a kick out of people when they tell me, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have time to exercise. You don't you watch TV every day? You ever watch movies? Well, yeah, I, I won't. I watch the show at night. I gotta watch. I gotta watch. You know, new shows coming on. But, you know, let's gotta watch the next show. Okay, Netflix. Watching TV. Well, why don't you cut out that or wait twenty minutes and get something else done? People prioritize what they want to do, and people do what they prioritize. Whenever you have people tell you they can't do this or they can't do that or they can't do this, 99% of the time I have found it's a direct excuse because it's not a priority to them. Instead of getting up at 7, get up at 6.30. Instead of getting up at 6.30, get up at 6. Instead of going to bed at 11 o'clock, go to bed at 9.30. 
There's all types of things you can do to make differences in your overall lifestyle and health simply just within a few minutes, just a few minutes. It doesn't take a lot. People think, oh, I can't have time to go to the gym for three hours. Why in the world would you want to go to the gym for three hours in the first place? If you don't have time to get to the gym, then start working at your house. Buy a couple set of dumbbells or buy some off Craigslist. I've bought multiple dumbbells off Craigslist. Go to a place that have old gym equipment. Buy a piece of equipment or buy some dumbbells and buy a bench. I've always said before, when I'm on a trip or I'm on a work trip or I'm on vacation, if I go into a gym, if they have a rack of dumbbells and a bench, I can work out literally every single body part. You can do everything from walking lunges to dumbbell squats to bench press to shoulder press to curls to tricep extensions to lat rows to every single thing in between. Doesn't have to be fancy. Doesn't have to be complicated. Doesn't have to be long-winded. I've had some of the best workouts in my life that last 20 to 30 minutes long. Max, I'm shot. I'm done. Especially I mean, if you're going full tilt, high intensity, super setting, back and forth. You're pretty good after that, especially if you're on a trip and you're not trying to sit there and get prepped for something. So understand that excuses, they only satisfy the person telling them. That's it. That's why I tell people all the time. Unless you have some serious debilitating injury, you're recovering from something, I got that. That's a completely different story. The same thing goes for your kids. Same thing goes with their diet. Same thing goes with their sleep pattern. Children need a lot of sleep. It drives me up the wall when I hear parents talk about they can't get their kids out of bed in the morning. But yet they let them stay up till midnight playing you know, Call of Duty or video games. Newsflash, have some respect. It makes your children have some respect for time and what you say and say, listen, you got school in the morning. You got this tomorrow. You're going to bed at nine o'clock, period. Or else, guess what? Your Xbox or your PlayStation gets unplugged, period. There's all types of things you can do that continually can create discipline. And that is one of the things that we have watched and seen fall so far in this younger generation is lack of discipline. Now there's a report I was reading the other day that was talking about how young children now, all they want to do can Parents are complaining in the study that all they want to do is play TikTok, stupid TikTok games all the time, stupid TikTok videos. They don't do anything else because they see these idiots and they see these transgender morons get all these likes and these followers. They want to emulate them. Be very cautious what your children are watching and focusing on, on on basically these social media platforms. And if you have to, put a time limit on. There's multiple platforms that you can use to restrict the amount of time that an app can be used on a phone. Now, all that stuff's widely available. If you want to restrict social media to one hour on their phone, restrict it one hour. If you want to make sure that their phones go in the kitchen or go basically somewhere at 9 o'clock when they're ready for bed, do that. I can't tell you how many times I've heard of young teenagers sitting in bed till 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning playing on their phone, FaceTiming people, playing games, just wasting time because they want to keep continual dopamine trigger. Children have to be directed in the way they should go when they're young. It's so important. It's not going to work all the time. Things are going to happen. Problems are going to arise. Things are going to have to basically be go through, but continue to do the best as, you, as a parent to guide them and give them some type of discipline as they continue to grow. Just some food for thought on that. Also, too, in other news, this is interesting as well. When I, you know, and this is just shows you the level of insanity that's starting to ensue in this country. Migrants now in New York City are going to be housed in six different NYC school gyms, New York City, elementary, middle school, and high school gymnasiums. There's going to be up to three to 400 migrants housed in these schools. These schools are fully active right now with children in them, 
and they're going to bring migrants that have zero documentation, zero health testing, zero understanding of where they're from, zero background checks at all, and they're housing them in New York City school gyms with children, and uh, parents are now outraged for good reason. And I thought – I was reading some of these articles. This is on the New York Post and on Breitbart. You can look at it. And the New York City Mayor Adams tells the outraged parents that they're just going to have to deal essentially with the adult migrants living in public school gyms with them. And he goes he, he goes further on here. He goes he warned that every city service meant for New Yorkers will be impacted by the wave of illegal aliens arriving in the sanctuary city. He goes we've been a sanctuary city for over 40 years and when you think about it the law we put into place and agreement allows this to happen. So we just need to get ready for it. You know, this is what happens when stupid knows no bounds, and then you take that non no no bound stupidity and you put it in a place of leadership. This is what happens. This is exactly what happens here. On the flip side, Florida is doing everything they can to secure their border, and we're sending numerous Florida National Guard over to Texas to help out with them because they're running into such a problem now over there, and now apparently as well. We're also sending 800 Florida National Guardsmen, 100 Florida Highway Patrol, numerous unmanned aerial vehicles, meaning drones, and mobile command vehicles to help out, essentially monitor what's going on over there and support the Texas National Guard. Because apparently the U.S. National Guard is being told to do the complete opposite. There's a video now that surfaced of a Texas border gate that goes to private property being unbolted, that's razor wire, being unbolted. This is not at a border crossing at all. It's right off the river and allowing migrants to literally pile through by the thousands. The U.S. National Guard soldier deployed to Texas by the Biden administration is seen in the video unlocking the border barrier gate and allowing an enormous amount of migrants to order. The soldier is not a member of the Texas National Guard whatsoever. Is basically uh, – she is not a Texas soldier. She is told uh, – they are told that she is a Title Ten soldier from the Missouri National Guard and uh, basically is under orders from the federal government. So I don't even know really where to go with that. I mean that's just kind of uh, interesting to see, not surprising whatsoever, but this is what we're starting to see right now. And this is all about coming in and slowly changing the entire fabric and culture of the United States. When you start having mayor of New York – housing migrants with no understanding of where their background from is. And by the way, the photos that I've seen of this, I've seen zero women and children, zero women and children in any of these videos in New York City. Now, I'm not saying they're not other ones around the country, but the ones that are being housed in these public schools, public school gymnasiums in New York City, I haven't seen any families in there. It's all Early young adult men, which that right there, if we've seen anything what's happened in Europe and other parts of the country, uh, this is going to be a problem when you start putting adult young men in auditoriums and <laughs> gymnasiums. You can't up with a stupider solution than this. But yet again, here we are in Clown Show 2023 while we're watching all this occur. And so that's why I've told you repeatedly, be very very cautious about what you are allowing to have happen where you be exposed to your kids. Also, to one last thing I wanted to touch base on. You guys saw, Dad brought this up earlier, the Buffalo shooting that occurred basically a year ago. The sentencing for Gendron, who pleaded guilty in November, uh, basically to the shooting. Uh, remember, there was allegedly Buffalo shooting. He said he went there to shoot all blacks, even though like half the people he shot weren't black. This is the incident that I was talking about with the guy that basically was venting the hydrogen motor, and he suddenly got shot in, the sh- in this, this mass shooting at this grocery store. 
he has now been sentenced to life in prison. Now, what's interesting about this is, this is also interesting, this is the first time on federal charges somebody has been convicted of a specific charge here. And it was interesting because he basically faced 10 counts of hate crime resulting in death. And what's interesting about this now, though, is one of the main things that he was charged with here was domestic terrorism. Now, what's interesting is this has, like I said, this charge has never been actually used before in New York since it's been put into place. But it was it was one count of domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate. That was the difference. It wasn't just domestic terrorism. It was domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate. This has never been charged before. This is the first time this has ever been charged. And then, of course, you got 10 counts of first-degree murder. Now, you have to think about this for a second. Why in the world would they be charging him and convicting him of one domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate when he's convicted of 10 counts of first-degree murder? First-degree murder! Kind of like they wanted to get this on the books to set a precedent. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Domestic act of terrorism motivated by hate, followed by 10 counts of first-degree murder. You guys do some research on that. Send me an email and let you know what you think. Because I, I haven't looked at that until today. I just saw it. That's a very, very strange thing that they added that on there, considering the fact what actually happened and what he was already convicted of. So do your research. Stay awake. Stay, health, my, stay healthy, my friends, and continue to get the truth out there. If you need anything, be sure to check out the website at healthmasters.com. The vitamin C capsule with antioxidants on sale today for over 12% off. Be sure to take advantage of that if you want to grab them this week at healthmasters.com. I appreciate y'all. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. We'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.